This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone who subscribes, follows, listens, and of course watches our podcast here on the 94 WIP YouTube page. And uh, leave a review, leave a rating where you listen to your podcast. Tucker and I will take those comments, take those questions, and bring them to a show coming up. Maybe a mailbag show is coming up. That feels like one we could do before the start of the season. And if this wasn't a big subject today, I certainly think it could have been one in a potential mailbag show. And that's the Eagles possibly trading for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. So this story kind of has been bubbling for a while here as Taylor and the Colts are, it's a lot of drama. He wants a contract. They don't want to pay him. It's like every other star running back in the NFL these days. And it seemed like they're like, yeah, go find a trade. And they took that back. And now it's blown up as ironically, the Colts are coming to Philadelphia right now. I mean, they're here as, as we talk and I do this podcast, they're in Philadelphia. They're going to practice against the Eagles final preseason game on Thursday. And of course, this is all going to be ratcheted up. Should the Eagles trade for Jonathan Taylor? And my feeling on this is is similar, not exactly the same because they're different players, but it is similar to how I felt about the Eagles and the idea of taking B. John Robinson in the NFL draft. And, and the similarity is the simplicity of it, which is, no, I, I don't think the Eagles should trade for Jonathan Taylor. I don't think it'd be a good use of resources. I don't think it, the Eagles need this to happen. And quite frankly, I'm not quite as high on the player as everyone obviously was a year ago. So let's just let's go through. We'll get Tucker's take on this as well. Let's just talk about the player. Jonathan Taylor two years ago had had really a historic season. I mean, he was unbelievable in 2021. You know, right there with Cooper Cup as the best non-quarterback offensive player in the entire NFL. He was electric. He was he was incredible. I mean, he was as good of a running back and had as good of a running back season as we've seen. You could put him up there with the Adrian Petersons in his his best you know years or year. Um, you know, Sean Alexander, Ladanian Tomlinson, like he was in that class. Maybe he was a little below some of those guys, but he was in that class. He had an elite running back season. Priest Holmes, you know, they think of the 10 or 12 best running back seasons by an individual you've seen in the last three decades or so. And and you, he's got to be on that list. Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith and, and whatever. You know, you go down the list. LaShawn McCoy probably had one of those uh, along the way. He was in there. He was that great for that season. Last year, he wasn't. And you look at the drop-off he had, and some of it was the team was worse. The coaching was obviously worse, so I'm not trying to pretend that wasn't. But he also was banged up with an ankle. His yards per carry went down. 
his explosive run percentage went down. His yards after contact went down significantly. It, it, all, it was all worse. So you're, you're, if whoever it is, whether it's the Eagles or anyone else, is buying Jonathan Taylor off a dip. And the Colts are not looking for something little. I mean, they, they want significant value for a player that wants a new contract, which I, I think is part of this, but also could be separate. You know, if you are in the camp, the Eagles should trade for, for Jonathan Taylor. You could treat it as almost this year's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And that you could do that. The Eagles don't have to give him a contract, even if he wants one. But that, that being said, the compensation won't be tiny. I don't think it's going to be multiple first-round picks. I don't think it's going to be a first-round pick. He's a running back. But second-round picks? Yeah, I mean, it could cost a two and a three to get a player this good at Jonathan Taylor or perceived to be this good. But I don't know if he's that player anymore. That may have been one magical season. We've seen plenty of running backs have one magical season when they're young and they're healthy, and they really never replicate that again. I mean, that, that's, that happens in the NFL. And the dip wasn't a little bit. The dip was a lot. We're talking about from five and a half yards of carry to four and a half yards of carry. Five and a half yards of carry is elite production over that many carries. Four and a half is, is not. I mean, you could you could create that with back. So the player itself, I'm not sold that he is elite at this point. He's obviously probably still good if he's healthy because he was good as a rookie. He was, I guess, solid last year, okay last year, pretty good last year, elite in his second year. So the player itself, I have some concerns about off, off the last year. And then just the overall the overarching thing with running backs and this league and this team. So the second reason I don't want him is it is a passing league. The Eagles didn't pay Jalen Hurts. They didn't pay A.J. Brown. They didn't draft Devontae Smith. They didn't draft, develop, and pay Dallas Goddard to run the football with one running back. Like, that's not what they did. They are set up to be a passing team. And, yes, the last couple of years, they have been one of the best rushing teams in the NFL – but a lot of that is Jalen Hurts' rushing, not the product of one running back that this thing relies around. This is a passing team, even if two years ago they were a running team, last year they evolved to a passing team. And I think we get skewed with numbers, and you could say, well, they passed this much percentage of time, they ran that percentage of time. If you just go back and think about the games, go back and think when you were watching the games, they were a passing team last year, led by an MVP caliber mobile quarterback that got up a bunch and ran the football to finish the game. That's That was their formula. You know, it was almost like the old days with the Indianapolis Colts where they would throw it a lot, and then they'd run it a lot in the second half with Edger and James, and they'd close it out, and they'd rush the quarterback with Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. That's what the Eagles did last year. It just was different names, different cast of characters, but that's what they did. So they're not a running team. They're not a, a keep-it-close-to-vest team. They are a passing football team, and to use the resources on this kind of running back, who if you get them – is going to need to get the football 17 to 20 times a game. Otherwise, what's the point of trading for him? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think it fits the Eagles. And then just with the Eagles, you know, this team, how they're set up, the ecosystem of this running game, they don't need a star running back. This was part of the argument I made during the B. John Robinson thing, you know, in the lead up to the NFL draft. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the, the allocation of the resource for a guy like Bijan because this running game will suffice. This running game will be successful without 
a quote-unquote star running back. Two years in a row, the Eagles have been near the top, I think like top five in both years, in rushing yards. They haven't had a star running back for a second. Miles Sanders was not a star running back. If you think he was, you're nuts. I mean, Tucker and I have been on that for a long time. Not a star running back. He's fine. And he ran for 1,300 yards last year behind Jalen Hurts and this offensive line because Hurts makes this running game go. I truly believe that if you have a confident stable of running backs next to this version of Hurts, like this healthy and, and elite, you know, dual threat version of Jalen Hurts, anyone with a pulse will run the football well because the holes open, the linebackers have to freeze, the defense is just one step behind because they are terrified of Jalen Hurts running the football. So, yeah, would Jonathan Taylor have success here? I'm, I'm sure he would. But what's the cost and what is the point of it? DeAndre Swift will have success here. If healthy Rashad Penny will have success here. We just saw Kenny Gainwell lead the team in rushing on the way to the Super Bowl last year against, you know, I would say a decent defense in the Giants and an excellent defense in the 49ers. He'll have success. Boston Scott, we've seen in spot duty, specifically at the Giants, will have success. There's no reason to go break the bank and to bring in a name when you have the formula for a running game, an excellent offensive line and a, a quarterback in the RPO game, the right and decide game, who makes it impossible for the opponent to understand where the ball's going. Like, what's the point? It, it's almost like, why would you go sign a $30 million shooter in the NBA if you have a system and you have a big man who the double team comes and he kicks it out and it makes decent shooters, better shooters because they're open all the time. Like what, what is the point of signing a guy for $30 million in the NBA to shoot when you can make your role players, your bench players, your, your other starters, you know, a little bit better shooters because they have that guy, the, the sun and the moon and the stars revolves around it. Like the old spurs with Tim Duncan. Like that's what Jalen hurts is to this running game. Tim Duncan, what he was to the, the ball movement and the open shots created in San Antonio because it all revolved around him in the high post. That's what Jalen Hurts is with this run game with the Eagles. There's no reason to put all these superstars at running back. He'll these guys will just run fine. So I, I don't think it's necessary. I think the cost would be prohibitive. I don't know if Taylor is a great player at this point. Might just be a good running back who wants to get paid like a great running back. And I look at this Eagles – offense as it is they're going to throw the football a lot they're a passing team they just paid their quarterback and in the run game they've got plenty anyway I don't think they have a star running back here but they've got four guys and if they have an injury I think Trey Storm could come in and, and get some yards that or five guys include Hertz at six guys that will probably run for I don't know 2200 yards this season Tucker what are you feeling on this as the um Jonathan Taylor trade sweepstakes is about to heat up. Someone's going to trade for this guy. Two years ago, he was amazing. Last year, not so much. And he just so happens to be in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, they, they certainly are going to get a nice look at him over the next couple of days during these joint practices. If he plays, because he's been dealing uh, with a surgically repaired ankle and he stepped away. I don't think he practiced at all last week um, after leaving for a personal matter. But I'm with you. Like I, I just don't see it. And I know on paper it makes them a better team because Jonathan Taylor, in theory, is better than Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Trey Sermon, whoever you want to add to that list. Um, I, I just I don't see the point in adding a guy when we've seen every single running back that Jalen Hurts has lined up next to has had success. Like, like I just I said the same thing last year when we discussed Dalvin Cook and you know every other big name running back. That's become available. Christian McCaffrey, we've had trade discussions about. It isn't what Howie Roseman does. 
Howie Roseman hasn't even you know sniffed a high-priced running back since Chip Kelly went out and got uh, Demarco Murray, you know, ten years ago now at this point, eight years ago now. It's just it's not what the Eagles do. It's not what he's interested in, and I just I don't see the point of it. I don't think it makes them a better team. I, I don't think this is a team that's going to run the football a ton. And you mentioned you know they they ran a lot, you know, at the end of games and they got up big. I don't know if they're going to get up big a lot this year, right? Like this is a team that was 22nd in passing attempts as a team uh, a year ago. And Jalen Hurts still put up those incredible numbers. You still had 2000 yard receivers. I think they're going to be, you know, closer to the top half of the league, maybe top 10 based on how their schedule kind of works out. Like Jalen Hurts isn't going to be put on ice in in the second half of most games. Like he was a year ago, even though Jonathan Taylor is a a decent uh, receiving back. I think he had 40 catches a couple years ago when he was the NFL rushing champ. I just, I I don't see Howie Roseman or the Eagles saying, Hey, here's a second round pick. And we're going to give you $15 million a year. Kid. Good luck. Yeah, I don't either. And and it's a good point. Tucker makes about the schedule. I mean, look at the Eagles games. They have this year against Buffalo against Kansas city twice against Dallas, Seattle. I think Seattle is going to be good again. That's a tough game in Seattle in December. These are games you're probably going to need to score in the upper twenties to win. It's probably not going to be the Eagles are up 10 or 14 in the fourth quarter where Hertz is on ice and it's just running the football. Where in that case, Jonathan Taylor obviously would would be a boost because he's a better running back at his best than the guys they have here. But it's just probably not going to be that kind of season. He's due for a contract after the year. So I don't think the price is going to be a giveaway. You know, if you tell me right now, Joe, you could have Jonathan Taylor for a fifth round pick. Like, oh, sure, I'll take him for a year and, and the Eagles could use him up and say goodbye. But that's not likely to be the price. And I also don't know his mentality if he is forced into a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson situation where he's traded to a team, he wants a new contract, and he kind of knows he's not getting it. It's just the same situation as Indianapolis, except it's new colors and a new city, but he's not getting a deal until after the season. So I don't know. I don't know how he would feel. Last thing on this, and, and I think it's it's a small thing, but it could become a big thing for the Eagles as they think about allocating their resources. Howie Roseman had a quote a couple of years ago. I thought it was really interesting that every team in the NFL gets the same amount of resources to use. It's just a matter of how you use them, whether it's be trade all your draft picks for one player, whether it's trade down in every round and accumulate more picks, whether it's trade up and and try to get star players, whether it's sign expensive running backs, cheaper. It's like it, everyone gets the same amount of draft picks. Everyone gets the same amount of, of salary cap space. And it's just about how you move around the deck in your favor to build your team. Well, as we look forward here, the Eagles don't have infinite amount of, of draft picks, you know, now or the very, you know, don't long distance future. They have, they have a finite amount and they are in win now mode. So they're not in the, in the process of trading players to get more picks. And they also have a quarterback that although his salary cap numbers stay pretty low, he's going to be more expensive as years go on, not less expensive. So so draft picks are at a premium for them. And we don't know what this team looks like in late October. We don't. We're all excited now as the season's about to begin and the Eagles look like one of the two or three best rosters probably across the entire NFL. But what happens in the middle of September or early October if they lose two or three impact players? What are they using to trade for a replacement if they use the assets that the you know the draft picks now are running back? Like there's a scenario where, and I hope this doesn't happen. Fletcher Cox goes down in week one, and Jalen Carter goes down in week three. Gone. The defensive tackle goes from what looks like a strength to Jordan Davis, who is who's obviously very green as a pass rusher, and Milton Williams, and and very little else behind that. Well, guess what? Late October, the Rams are one and six, and Aaron Donald's in the trade market. 
You know who's got to be at the top of the line for that player? The Philadelphia Eagles. And it will be easier to swallow whatever the cost is for that to, to try to continue to win now and replenish and fix the hole that suddenly developed out of nowhere if they didn't trade away a second and third round pick next year for a running back that they don't even need. So it's not just about this would be fun, this would help. It's like, all right, I have this. I could use that, sure, but I don't need it. I might really need something more important. A corner goes down, a defensive tackle goes down, an edge goes down, an offensive tackle goes down, a wide receiver goes down. That's where you need to allocate resources, not another running back. I'm out. The Eagles should not trade for uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Good player, probably only has one great year, and he did it a couple years ago. Injured, banged up, disgruntled. I don't see the fit for the Eagles despite – how cool it would be. I mean, that's what it would be. It's like B-Shot. It'd be cool. Yeah, throw him in this offense. I don't need the Eagles to trade for Jonathan Taylor, and I don't think Howie Roseman will do it. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following, and, of course, watching the podcast here on YouTube. Leave your rating, your review, your question, wherever you get your podcast. Tucker and I will find those. Mailbag episode coming up very soon. Thank you so much for watching, listening. We'll talk tomorrow on WIP Daily.